0: Hello and welcome to episode 91, is focus a challenge? Just relax into it. You know, I was getting ready to uh, record this morning and one of my really good friends was texting me on my iMessenger. And it was funny, she was saying, gee, I'm driving, texting and listening to a book online all at the same time. And I thought, wow, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Maybe this is a form of concentration that I've totally missed and wasn't able to really uh, bring into my own mind field to even think that that's concentration. But if we really look down the line, what is that kind of concentration where you're juggling three things at once doing to the nervous system? So what today I'd like to talk about is why concentration may be difficult, relaxation as it relates to concentration, and six ways to learn the skill. Many meditation practices do indeed emphasize the importance of concentration, but you know, most find it far too difficult. Most people find that really difficult, which leads to more tension and frustration, and even a feeling of failure. I can really attest to that because I'm one of those people in that uh, group. (laughs) So that's why I'm talking about this today. All of us have a hidden potential that really lies dormant and it's not accessible to our ordinary mind. Our minds are preoccupied with our desires, which are then linked to objects of the world, and that diffuses our attention to see what really lies at the core of our being. And this is actually where unhappiness comes from. We're not happy because we're not accessing that core center of our own being. Many meditation practices do indeed emphasize the importance of concentration, and in fact, I've set up over 15 years ago a training that does indeed emphasize this. However, what I'd like to do here is define what concentration really is and the way we're using it in this meditation practice that I'm talking about. The word concentration does indeed imply that focusing our consciousness towards one point is is needs to happen excluding all thoughts and sensations and we know that that's not an easy task especially when you try it your mind decides to take a walk in the park and get moving from one object to the next you know those sensations really come up and they come up pretty quickly especially when we want the mind to stay focused when we attempt to bring it back to its home base we may become tense and agitated frustrated and actually lose interest and hope In our own practice of meditation, due to our failure in this process. And many people have said to me, You know, I've tried meditation, but I just can't do it. And, you know, I ask, you know, does this, what I'm even saying now, does this sound familiar to any of you out there? And again, I could certainly attest to the drive to distraction. After all, there's a lot of things to think about, right? You know, the yesterday's happenings or the future imaginings of where we're going, what we're doing or something that just may be on our minds, what we want to accomplish. Usually they all stem from that deep, deep desire to do something. And then you're told, just sit and take a breath. (laughs) And then you say, wow, how can I do this? You know, be aware that your breath is the link between the mind and body. I've used these terms over and over again. And you'll possibly notice that there's a natural tendency of your awareness to move from one object to the next. Just try to concentrate on one thing for a few minutes and you'll totally be convinced in what I'm saying if you're new to this. You'll be aware of that endless stream of thoughts. Either they're gonna be connected to each other creating a steady vibration, which will bring you inward, or they could possibly be unconnected thoughts and impressions. And the occurrence of the unconnection, that disconnect that happens that unconnected thoughts and impressions is a distraction and in Sanskrit we call that vikshepa and it's the wandering tendency of our mind remember when we always spoke about how the mind has a tendency to distraction disturbance and stupefaction well the wandering mind is definitely one of those natural tendencies Now, it is true that if you place an internal object in front of the mind to visualize, or maybe a sacred internal sound to anchor the mind, you can definitely draw the mind inward and enter a meditative state. Although this practice is wonderful and effective, it does not take into full consideration the wandering tendencies of the mind per se. That's why when we say, now begins, the practice of yoga when we talk about the sutras the yoga sutras what they're saying is you're already prepared with a relaxed mind and body soul etc you're already in that relaxed state to begin the practices and that's the key that i'm going to be talking about today concentration is possible only if a person is very relaxed mentally and i highlight mentally here and physically in fact I've said to people, I don't teach meditation, which I certainly don't. I give you the tools because if you have a relaxed mind and body and everything in between and on the other side of that, meditation occurs spontaneously in a very relaxed, uh, state of being evening, relaxing the mind here. I'm emphasizing that means the mind chatter. Until relaxation is achieved, true concentration is actually impossible. The good news is with systematic training in relaxation, the practitioner, you and I, will experience the spontaneous flow of consciousness, of that awareness going inward, going back home. That's why any successful meditation practice, any training, has to prepare the practitioner in systematic relaxation. Remember the word relax means to loosen up or let go. If you can't let go of tension on any level, how can you draw the awareness inward to that state of meditation? So you really don't wanna ask someone to meditate with tension because they may try to suppress those disturbing factors that arise and even create more tension and then they quit, they don't even get involved. Before getting into relaxation practice, I'd really like to talk about where relaxed concentration will lead us. Because concentration has so many benefits, and it is a skill that everyone does need to develop. During the process of concentration, there is a continuity of consciousness And this allows the impressions from our subconscious mind to rise up and present themselves. And then we get to see the psychological profile of our own subconscious mind. In our everyday happenings of the mind, we're either too distracted, disturbed, or stupefied to connect to our inner potential. And when we become skillful and enter deeper periods of concentration, we get to know and understand the deeper aspects of ourselves. So it's not the method of concentration that has issues. It's the underlying tension that dwells within the mind and body of the meditator. Always keep in mind, you can quote this, forced concentration does lead to tension and frustration. And most people have too many disturbances in their minds to be able to concentrate. So once we root up those deep-rooted complexes, when we remove them, the ones that are buried deep that we're not aware of, uh, they, they get to be surfaced and then relaxation becomes so natural and moves, moves us into more depth within our own being. And at this juncture, meditation starts to occur spontaneously, no efforts required. That's why I don't teach meditation. But what I do teach are skills in how to sit, how to breathe, and how to relax because they are the key foundation stones for getting into ma- meditation spontaneously. So, when someone asks me what type of meditation that I teach, I say I don't teach meditation. I teach the skills and means to pave the path. So, here are some pointers that I'd like to offer so that maybe you can get started, or if you're already started, maybe deepen your own practice. Train your awareness, the conscious attention of thoughts or objects, either externally or internally, without any concentration don't even think about concentration just start training your awareness and when i say be aware this implies that you know your attention is at a particular place or on some thought so it really implies that there's an observer and something being observed you know in the animal kingdom what separates the human from the animal the animal doesn't have the ability for self reflection whereas humans do and you've heard me say that before and this is what I'm really talking about here, the self-reflection. When we are aware, this will lead us to a one-pointed concentration, but only when the prerequisite of relaxation is met. So we start with body awareness since the body and mind are one, and doing body awareness practices, we move our awareness throughout the body, which will coordinate the nervous system with the brain. And when a person gets deeply relaxed, then that awareness will lead to one-pointed one-pointedness or what we term concentration. Another step is when you are learning relaxation or training the awareness, you want to have a correct sequence. That's why we always talk about going from the head to the toes and the toes to the head. We don't just leave in one direction. We circle it right back because the goal is to quiet the autonomic nervous system and the brain. A third Tip would be to prepare yourself to practice relaxation. Choose a regular systematic relaxation practice that you can follow daily in the right space, correct posture, and at the right time. Preparation is the key. And then learn, number four would be learn to breathe for relaxation. Breathing is the foundation to link the mind body together. And you'll be unable to relax if you're chest breathing because breathing in an irregular or shallow pattern will lead to tension and anxiety. Another step would be to take time to learn the subtle anatomy of the nervous system. If you don't have time for that, it's okay. You can still get to the point, but it really helps to see energy mapping. I'm working on a new product right now, a new course where I'm including energy mapping so people have an idea of how the energy flows because if we know how the energy flows, then we can really work with ourselves and move that energy in the direction that we want it to be. These are the pranas, nadis, and chakra system. Lastly, relax your mind. Know your mind and throw out the garbage that exists there. Take the rubbish out. You don't need to be carrying old impressions or what's going to happen in the future. Just detox, get rid of it, clear it out, and create space for the new. So in repeat, I say train your awareness and you can do this by just following your awareness, being aware of who's doing the thinking when you're sitting in your practice. Follow a correct sequence of relaxation. I like to do a systematic relaxation, which you could find on any of the CDs that I have that are based in relaxation. Prepare yourself to practice relaxation, choosing that regular systematic practice that you can follow daily. Remember, preparation is 90% of it. Learn to breathe for relaxation. And I start with diaphragmatic breathing. That's one of the keys here. Take time to learn the subtle anatomy of the nervous system. And lastly, relax your mind, know your mind and throw out the trash. It doesn't need to be there. All you need is an interest and an intention and an effort to transform your life and relax into your own being. And it will happen for you. The key is don't have tension, anything related to you're not doing well enough and i'm bringing it up because people really want to learn meditation now i just got a call this week uh, to go up and do teaching at a studio and people are really hungry for it but it really must be taught not in sound bites it must be taught in a real precise skillful and systematic way for it to really take hold and give that gratifying feeling and experience to the practitioner As I always say, do your research and see what works for you. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week and is available on susantaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. And please keep in mind that if you like the podcast, especially this one with telling people, really don't, don't fret over sharing uh, you know, distraction because the world is distracted right now, but share it, share it on my YouTube channel. You can go there, subscribe, and share it from there if you like. And it will really help support the community. Visit SusanTaylor.org for more information or to contact us with any questions, comments, or feedback. And you can also email us your comments to feedback at SusanTaylor.org. And again, thank you for listening, taking the time out of your day. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.